the fifth episode of the Michael and Susan Dell Foundation's Personalized Learning Podcast Series, where we explore how different cities across the country are implementing next-generation learning. Today, we are looking at Oakland, California, and talking to Greg Klein, Senior Director, Innovation and Learning at the Rogers Family Foundation, and to Stacey Wang, Director of Personalized Learning at Oakland Unified School District. Thank you both for joining us today. To get started, could you talk a little bit about what's happening in Oakland and why you're looking to implement personalized learning in your city? Hi, Cheryl. Thanks for having us. When What we're thinking about with the work of personalization in Oakland, it, it really comes down to, to activating thousands of students to help us in the efforts of school redesign and school transformation. So when we think about personalization, we're talking about helping students be at the center of their own learning journey, um, whereas oftentimes in a traditional set of reforms, it might all the inputs might be pegged at adult learnings and and new new work for for teachers and administrators and school uh, adults to do. So I'm 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 excited about the fact that. In Oakland now, we're talking about kids personalizing their own education because they each have their own learner profile. They each have a personalized learning path that they can work through as they explore and master new content, that they can uh, move on from skill and concept and content based on their mastery and not based on the, the day and date and time of the calendar, uh, and that the, their learning environments flex to what they need it to be uh, to, to hit those goals in that day or week, and it's not the same learning environment day after day, no matter what the learning goal might be. Stacy, can you talk a little about the context in Oakland and the major education challenges that you see in the city right now? So Oakland has been an interesting place where we've had a new leader, a new superintendent every year, year and a half. So. I think about the past 20 years, we've had maybe 15 different leaders. And when you think about that, a lot of initiatives never came to fruition. And so many things are constantly changing for our educators as well as our students. And it makes it really tough of an environment for our kids to learn. Given that, we really see personalized learning as an opportunity for us to change that, to redesign a flexible model that can address the children's needs and the teachers' needs and can flex to the different changes happening in our immediate ecosystem of Oakland schools, but also more broadly, given the changes in what it means for, for kids to be ready for college and career moving forward. So it's an exciting time because you know, now is kind of this perfect storm where we have 10,000 Chromebooks that we gave out to our schools, um, over 86 schools over the past year. We have a leader who is really supportive of the concept of personalizing learning for every child, given the wide, wide gap that we have between our special ed population, our big EL population, and varying students that have very specific needs that we know we have to find a solution that can address all of our students' needs. So between the infrastructure that's in place now, between leadership that is interested, between our schools really seeing it as an opportunity to bring back the joy in teaching, the joy in learning for our teachers and our students, it's a really great opportunity for us to approach personalized learning as a strategy to best meet the needs of every child. And with respect to the Next Generation Learning Challenge model, can you talk a little bit about how that works in Oakland? Yeah, so in Oakland, we are on track to launching 
three to four next-gen schools for the fall of 2016. And right now, we're working with uh, 10 schools who are our planning grantees. Uh, and so those 10 schools have each received a planning grant um, of money to fund their own learning and uh, design and infrastructure needs at their individual school sites. And they're also in a, in a cohort uh, that we are, where we can facilitate them through some specific learning experiences, um, specifically around kind of rapid prototyping and piloting of some of the next-gen aspects of their school that they want to kind of, they want to try at a smaller scale uh, before they bring it school-wide. So what was interesting about this next-gen opportunity for our schools is that we have schools on varying understanding of what is personalized learning, what does this opportunity really mean for our students, our teachers, our communities. So we had to really differentiate and really personalize the learning experience to try to even get schools to understand why they were applying and create compelling applications across the city. So we launched a discovery phase, which included three components. It included events around why NextGen in Oakland, and I talked about the Oakland context, where we are now, how our schools are doing, how is the world changing, what is the 21st century work environment really going to look like, and we had hundreds of educators come attend those events. We had a section around what is NextGen in Oakland, what does it look like to create a vision around the student of the future and what their school model needs to be like around the 21st century teacher. And then we had events around how do we really design this next-gen school? And various design thinking workshops, school trips around the, the region, and various other supports to help teachers and other educators just understand how does this actually look like in my classroom? So between about 30 events over the fall covering the why, the what, and the how, we had about 300 educators represented around the Bay Area covering about 50 schools that came and learned something and was able to go back and define what does personalized learning look like for my school? And as a result of that, we had about 26 applicants across the city and 10 winners for the NextGen Next Gen Planning Grant. Can you talk a little bit about what's next in Oakland? So over the next several months, how will you engage with the planning grantees and support them as they prepare to articulate a launch plan? So what we're in the middle of right now is uh, the planning phase. Schools are working through a process where they're, where they're looking back on their planning grant applications and deciding on the, the key aspects of personalization that they want to pilot in their classrooms now in the short term. So they're creating a plan to, uh, to interview their teachers, interview students, and capture needs, um, and design uh, and brainstorm solutions to those needs, uh, and then um, resource those those prototypes and actually try them out. So we just sent schools off to kind of do that work. Um, we check in again in October with them uh, at our third face-to-face -face day uh, where schools will have a chance to uh, share results from those pilots. Many schools will have done more than one iteration. Um, and, and then they will also, at that day, we'll think about when when it makes sense to scale those lessons learned across the school, how do you do that? What, is that? what does that mean in terms of change management strategies with the rest of your faculty or other stakeholder groups? 
Um, besides this first wave of NGLC in Oakland of launch and planning grantees, you know, Stacy, myself, and, and others, we are, we are already hard at work thinking about how do we support the, the next wave of schools coming, uh, coming up the, the next wave of schools in the pipeline who, who are already showing that they're interested in doing this work. Those schools are going to need a next step starting in January, and we want to be able to keep supporting schools to, to work on site-based dreaming and site-based design, pushing themselves towards these higher outcomes for kids, using the principles of personalization and design thinking as a way to get there. What are the biggest challenges that schools in your region face, and how will this NGLC initiative provide opportunities in those areas? Well, one challenge is teachers and educators, they're not often confident in their ability to think creatively and be innovative. Generally, in our experience, when, when we give people the time and space uh, and, and a little bit of inspiration, um, we're, uh, we're rarely let down by what folks in the field come up with because teachers know their students very well, they understand the challenges, uh, and they, they know how to think through high-quality solutions that are worthy of, of piloting and testing. But um, one of the things that, that, we, that we do want to help teachers who do feel stuck on is providing them that high-quality um, access to, to visiting a school that may have gone before, to, to, to pique their curiosity, to provide that, that article or, or video profiling a school from around the country that might have uh, an aspect of personalization that can kind of set the Oakland educator on fire about how to do it well for their own kids. So it's definitely, so I'd say the challenge could be that, that is, is helping educators know that one, they should be confident in their ability to design solutions that are great for their own students. Uh, and then also is to match them with a high quality resources, resource to kind of fuel that creativity if they do hit that wall. I think a big thing also for us is just this broader mindset shift the community. How do we enable our NGLC winners to share their journey with their stakeholders, whether it's other teachers at their school site, the parents, the broader community, their other leaders at central office? I think a lot of this has been a big journey for a lot of our educators to get here. They went through the discovery phase and came to 10 different events where they learned about design thinking, they learned about how do you create a learner profile? They learned about competency-based progression and what does that mean in shifting towards a different system of grading compared to traditional ABC grades. They went through so much learning over the past few months that now they have a solid idea of what personalized learning means to them, to their school. And now there's a challenge of then, how do you share that whole journey out to people who are new to personalized learning, who are in your community and kind of confused about what you're trying to do with this whole innovation piece. What does that mean for their kids, um, whether you're a parent or a teacher? So a big part of our work coming up in the next few months is in supporting a lot of our schools in being able to tell that journey, to be able to take their teachers to see other schools that are already in personalized learning models and see what does this opportunity really mean for them as educators. But parents also see it's not about screen time for kids, but really about respecting the individual strengths and interests of every child and building a model around that. So there's a lot of mindset shifting that our NGLC winners need to do with their own staff and their community 
that is going to be the next biggest barrier to bring more buy-in on board to really support the change initiative. Reflecting back on your experiences, what do you know now that you wish you'd known prior to launching your initiative? One thing that I, I wish we had known now or, or had been able to put into place sooner was getting our schools not just out to each other and even around the region, but planning trips for our educators to go to schools all around the country. There are individual amazing schools um, in other big cities around the country that, that there's too much low-hanging fruit for them to go learn from. And now that we've been at it for a while and we've had a few chances to get folks traveling, they, they come back even more inspired and thankful for that, that learning opportunity that, that educators rarely, rarely have in our system. So that's, that's one big thing is, is just trying to get them out of California even and thinking about how other places uh, are trying to do personalized learning really well. I think in addition to that, the one thing is really how do we create that mind space, that sacred thinking space for our educators to really have time to to make sense of what they're seeing, what they're reading, what they're learning. Because as Greg alluded to earlier, it's the muscle that our teachers don't have much time to actually use. They're often in this reactive go, go, go mentality that to really have that time to stop and think and figure out where the strategic alignments are between things they're seeing, what does that mean for them, that cognitive sense-making time, something that we're learning is really, really important for us to create space for that for our teachers. You know, I suppose something else that, that I think I wish I had known prior to launching this initiative was an even more sophisticated understanding of the demand for this sort of change from, on behalf of schools. You know, I, we had enough through our work with some earlier blended learning pilots in Oakland, we had a sense of, of the demand for, for kind of going blended, say, uh, and that um, many schools were, were interested in that. I was, you know, I'm, I'm increasing, I'm always humbled to hear how much uh, schools are hungry for access to resources to try something different, learn from it, and then scale what works. You know, teachers get this. This is what they want for their kids. Uh, and I wish we had had the ability to, to, to kind of resource, you know, twice as many schools learning about all this work and twice as many schools, um, you know, winning grants and formally um, going, going through this support process with us. What advice would you give to other incubators who are just starting out? Some advice I'd offer to other folks, I suppose I would say, you know, mind, mind your dollars. I, I think we've, we've really worked hard to try and, um, uh, you know, stay within our, in our operation budget and our, and our grants budget. So if that's got a piece of your work, you know, I would definitely be really clear about, you know, what your resources are and let schools know what they can expect and don't overpromise. I would also set expectations with schools that going down this path of personalization is, is a team effort. You know, the, the teams that get there the, the furthest and the fastest involve students early. They involve parents. Of course, they involve teacher leaders, and teachers are generally the majority of the design team working on this work. And, and, and then, yes, you also need a, a principal or a head of school who's, who's, in, who's in the weeds on this work as well. And so this is about that. Uh, decision-making at the, at the school level, I think, is really, really important. And that, that also, 
you know, we do, we haven't talked that much about technology uh, right now. And I think that that is, it's important that we don't lead with the technology. So school teams need to know that, yes, one can personalize and a school could personalize without the use of technology. And the vast majority of schools in this country are going to get to personalization quicker, faster, and cheaper with the thoughtful use of modern technology tools in the hands of trained teachers and students. And so, no, it's not about the technology, but yes, technology does play a role and it's okay for it to play a role. I think another piece of advice is really that as an incubator, your role is to play a bit of that matchmaker. So really getting to know each of your schools and your cohort and really trying to understand what is it that they're trying to learn um, because they're learning it for the first time, sometimes they may not be able to articulate it. Maybe you know another school that's doing something similar where you can say, why don't you go visit Ascend and really see how they're doing this multi-grade learning model and see what that means for you as you're designing your model. So I think there's so much out there to learn. There's so much out there about personalized learning, so many schools a school could possibly visit. A big piece of the role as an incubator is to really help them narrow that down, to help them focus on here are some things that really are personalized resources for you, personalized people that you should talk to, and help them focus their time and effort on learning from the right people in the right places. Thank you both for joining us today. 